Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. And we're here in Atlanta, Georgia, which is so beautiful this time of year. Just this time of year. <laughs> well, yeah. Today. yeah, the rest yeah. of the time, it's a bit too chilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then stupid hot. But this time of year is sure nice. It really is. The tulips are in bloom at the botanical gardens, and a fine layer of milky yellow tree dust coats your car, your clothes, and your everything. Mm -hmm. I walked out to that this morning. And I'm here in the studio with the funniest people I know. TJ, I'm so happy to see you. You're looking good. You feeling all right? Thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling good. You weren't that great when you got here. No. Yeah. Ah, man. I was on another level. I was somewhere else. Have you ever had those experiences where you're just out of your body... I don't know. You're just not yourself. As if you're seeing yourself experience the world instead of being in your body. Yeah, like you're just you're so off. But what were you doing? Mushrooms. Yes. (laughs) How did you know? I'm just kidding. No, I wasn't doing mushrooms. I just think I haven't been sleeping at all lately, and I've been just. I don't know. I have no idea what it could be. Maybe it needs to be unwrapped by... What's keeping know. you up at night, TJ? Oh, man. Let's show some familial everything, concern. Just everything. Gosh, am I going to be able to finish this Netflix series? <laughs> no, that's not a real time? problem. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> What series? I mean, Dexter. You know, actually, I think that's <laughs> what it is. You've had actually, years, TJ. I, you, I was like eight seasons of Dexter, and... I was so used to watching it when I came home every day, and that's not my routine anymore because I finished it, and I don't know. Oh, and now you feel lost. I, uh, yeah, I feel lost. But <laughs> you're not up at night watching this show. You're up at night fretting <laughs> yeah. about it. So you need a new show. I need a new so show. So that you can sleep. Yeah, mm. exactly. There's a billion shows on Netflix. The, I don't know, but Dexter was so good. Like whole thing. The characters became part of my family. And they were like my friends. And Where to? Yeah. There's the problem. Dexter. Right the serial killer show oh, made him feel like he had family and friends. Yeah. And Deb. 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 Oh, Deb. Deb. I no. do love Deb. It's a great show. It I get that. The yeah. first time I finished The Sopranos all the way through. Mm. Did you lose sleep? You couldn't sleep? <laughs> I didn't know. It was not that extreme. My favorite TV show. It's final season starts Wednesday, Jane the Virgin, and Mm. I'm going through serious anxiety right now. I've been trying to stay away from spoilers, Mm -hmm. but I've also been attracted to spoilers. It's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get any sleep. TJ, I need tips. Or maybe not, because I don't think you're handling it I think it was like going for like a month or two. I was like watching Dexter, eight seasons, and I don't know. It's just like weird. We got together Mm -hmm. for movie night Mm -hmm. this week. That was nice. And it was nice. Don't you think that real friends Mm -hmm. are better than your Dexter friends? I don't know. (laughs) Some are more interesting than others, so I don't Uh know. One's a serial killer... And Always not dead. one of us, one of no. the, from the show yeah. that we know of. Yeah, so I'm, no one's I'm not serial- a serial killer. You just stop staring. He's always accusing me of that. <laughs> I just don't know where you are at all times of the day. So, so he follows me around. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, someone else died today. Did you do it? Yeah. Well, I call the restaurant, Eman. I'm like, yeah, hey, George, there. Like, no, we haven't seen him in years. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a show that would be a nice replacement for you. Oh yeah, like Downton Abbey. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Pole Dark on <laughs> yeah. Amazon. Oh, okay. Have you watched Breaking Bad? 
Yeah, I finished that. Oh, uh, darn. Better Call Saul? No, I, That's no. a good one. Oh, okay. What about Six Feet Under? Oh. That's even also got Michael C. Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Really? <gasps> yeah. Ooh, Michael C. Good. Hall has a yeah. new show on Netflix, actually. What, what I, is it? Just search for Michael C. Hall okay. on well, Netflix, because yeah. I can't remember right Yo, now. I haven't seen him this happy in a minute. But, yeah. <laughs> Dude, but. Six Feet Under has so many episodes. Yeah, you would love it. And Michael C. Hall is one of the stars. Yeah. And he, some episodes I, are real slow. You can definitely get some sleep. I love oh. Michael C. Hall. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. There's a whole season that'll put you straight to bed. Mm, the one so. when Brenda disappears. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Yes. What? Spoiler alert. <laughs> what? Oh, it's out of context. You yeah. Don't oh, even worry about it. Brenda? Too, well, we all now stay home and watch TV all the time. But I will say there is so much validity to mm. live theater. That is a valid yeah. statement. Uh-huh. Right? Go out, see the theater, see the actors in person. There's nothing like that human contact, which is what I was trying I to tell agree. you, TJ. You, you have real friends. Oh, yeah. I can be your Miranda. I was starting to think we oh. had a sponsor that was a theater or something. We're about to go into that. But no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I was. you were doing an excellent <laughs> transition. <laughs> I was, actually. We got a sponsor? Yay. That was the transition. <laughs> George and I went to the Fox Theater. George oh. invited me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I just Where got some we? mean mugs, dude. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have brought that <laughs> thank up. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have a degree in musical theater. I understand it on a deeper level. It works. Oh, then, then, then. Alexander <laughs> works at the opera. That's a good point. TJ, you okay, can understand well, why I wouldn't take him somewhere nice. Well, that but, I mean, yeah, obviously. TJ does our wow, nice things. But me, you. on the other hand. He would hand. stay up all night being like, oh my God, the show ended. <laughs> hey. At the end of the play, everybody got up and left. <laughs> That's what he would do. He won't have Too slept soon. and he Too would have soon. taken a nap. You know? <laughs> uh, so we went to the Fox Theater and we saw Les Mis, which was mm. fantastic. It was the national tour of Les Mis. Russell Crowe was not in it. Uh, it was the best part. There was the best part. The absence of <laughs> Russell Crowe. Oh. You know you sucked when the absence of you makes the story better. Mm. Something to consider. What did you think of the show, George? I really enjoyed it. I saw Les Mis 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I won tickets on talk radio on my birthday. Oh. Like I was 17. Oh, how fun. And I went. It was Les Mis. It was famous. And I sat down. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're just going to sing through this whole damn thing. <laughs> and my friend and I sat there for three hours, and we didn't know what was happening. We knew we were supposed to like it. So we left. I'm like, it was amazing. Yeah. We both secretly kind of hated it. <laughs> so 20 years later, knowing the story, being a grown person, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. I thought it was great. Yeah, one thing I loved about it is that they actually used real singers. Mm-hmm. The harmonies were tight. The <laughs> music was live. They really honored the music, which I think with the movie they didn't do. Okay. In my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though, now I think, George, you and I write so much, we think a lot about story mm-hmm. and about things making sense in a logical form. And they fast forward through so much history of this character that there's a few things that are a little strange about Les Mis. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't add up. What? Please explain. Cause yeah. Jean Valjean, he's just getting out of jail for having stolen that loaf of bread, 19 years in jail, which yeah. is a bit excessive, right? I mean, you know. Like, yeah. French just judicial, some bread? You were, you were setting yourself up a resolution, 19 years for a loaf of bread. Right? And when he gets out, he feels guilty that he's done this awful deed, but oh, I've repented, but there's some bread, you were hungry. Why is that such a horrible crime? lazy there, what the crime would be. They got lazy with the crime. I co- it's too yeah. nice. Like, I stole bread from my sister's sick kid. It's like, give him mm. a real crime that's kind of yeah. worth it, so there's a redemption story. 
story. There's yeah. no redemption, right? Like, let's go like Dead Man Walking with it. And then, <laughs> and then Javert's like really obsessed with catching him as mm. if he'd done something wrong, as if he had been a serial killer. Mm. And he had, and he just stole bread. And it's not like he was constantly stealing bread. It's not like the Albonpin is running out of bread and Javert <laughs> has to solve the crime. It's just, it happened once. Maybe yeah. it was a golden loaf. He's way too obsessed with it. More focused than Muller was. Mm-hmm. And, just, <laughs> yeah. and so Jean Valjean, knowing that this dude is crazy obsessed with him, doesn't go to Spain or Peru. Yeah. No, he just goes to like the other side of Paris, right? He just moved to the other block. There's one cop in the whole city. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> where are Javert's minions? Right. <laughs> Shouldn't he have a whole no deputies. squad or something? Yeah, and they're all terrified whenever he walks down the street. Everyone's like, oh, Javert, it's one dude. You could easily overwhelm Javert. Yeah, yeah. throw a rock and run in the <laughs> other direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a little while since I've seen Lane Miz, but if I remember correctly, Javert just really made me roll my eyes. The whole entire. I, I still don't get any of his story. Like in the end, you know, he's like, "Oh my god," and he has to kill himself. And it's like, yeah. really? It was bread. It was yeah. bread, dude. Well, wait a second, though. I'm gonna defend that song a little bit because I think it's the fact that he lets him go that he can't live with. Mm-hmm. Over some bread? Well, not actually Which over the bread. Over good. parole because yeah. he breaks his parole, which is still weird because he goes five feet away. He yeah, crosses he the wrong to, side of the street. He just tore up his paperwork and went to the other side of town and, I don't know, stopped wearing a mustache. But then <laughs> he hides in plain sight because he becomes the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Well, Yet, yeah. how does nobody catch him? Everybody knows Cosette except, wait a minute, that wh- how, how is that him, right? He doesn't even change his facial hair. He, nothing. He takes a shower. French people, I think, are easily fooled because I watch those Pepe Le Pew cartoons and <laughs> yeah. you just put a stripe on a cat and like yeah. suddenly people think it's a skunk. <laughs> Mm. That's true. They're all just drinking wine and smoking cigarettes all day in France. So and wearing those hats. Hooray! Yeah, yeah. Hooray. I, know, but I wish we had a video because you made the hand symbol of a sombrero. Right? Like the hat oh, was so big. But like, oh, it's not the sombrero. It's not. It's not like a little like Monica Lewinsky beret. It was like a oh, sombrero. Yeah, or a Kentucky Derby hat covered in fruit. Yeah, oh, that's Carmen fine. Miranda. <laughs> It sounds like a fun country. So yeah, despite these weird plot things, I think we really enjoyed the music. It's a little strange and I think hard to suspend your disbelief. And when he says two, four, six, so one, oh wait, it's... Oh, it should have known it was you. You have the exact same face, and you look like the same guy from the beginning of the musical, right? Yeah. You didn't even need him to have to lift something heavy. It's like, <laughs> he looks the same. Oh, yeah, Nothing you're right. Has changed. He lifts a cart, and that's how they know, because, well, a gentleman wouldn't have been able to do that. He must have labored in a prison camp. It's clearly the same man. <laughs> oh, There's goodness. no way that the mayor goes to the gym every once in a while. <laughs> or has any upper body yeah. strength. Like, <laughs> what was going on with these weak French mayors? <laughs> I'm right now uh, listening to the audiobook of David Copperfield, because sometimes at work I have a lot of time on my hands to listen mm-hmm. to audiobooks. And it is interesting, the class system. If you're born into a certain class, you're sort of expected to stay in that class. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, that we really haven't come that far away from those ideals. Even a time where folks were working in factories and you were a laborer versus a gentleman. Mm. We're only about 100 years away from that mm-hmm. time. That's right. It is yeah. still hard to rise above your station, mm. as they say. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Class is hilarious. <laughs> what did y'all think about Russell Crowe, though, in that role? He, he wasn't there, remember? Where? He was in the film. Oh. We went to a live performance. They went to see oh, the that's music. right. Was the musical better than the film? Oh. Yes. Okay. I'd say so, but because there's so much going on in Les Mis and you have the setting change and everything, the film really does bring something mm-hmm. that you don't get on stage. Mm-hmm. 
few film versions I think hold up mm-hmm. to the stage version. I think that oh, one really mm-hmm. does. You know, it's not like Chicago where the movie's actually better than the stage version. That's what Next I was going to ask. Are there any musicals that have been turned into movies that may actually be a little bit better? Because when I think of a lot of older musicals like West Side Story and stuff, when I see the stage versions of those, it doesn't quite hold up to mm-hmm. my Natalie Wood and whoever the other guy was. Well, West Side Stories film, though. Natalie Wood is not Puerto Rican. That alone took me out of that film. Yes, true, but that was one of the musicals I grew mm. up watching. I think because of the music, not because the movie's any good. In fact, I think the movie is not that great. Okay. Man, we may need to revisit this. Yeah. It's my favorite score of any musical, West okay. Side Story. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the movie version, no way. Watching them go through the dances and the dance fight choreography, when you oh, see that yeah. on stage, mm-hmm. it pops. The dance at the gym. Bump, 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 ba dump, bump, bump. That just doesn't play in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. Know. okay. I think Natalie Wood might ruin it for me, honestly. And the fact that Tony, I don't think, is really singing, and I'll fact check that. But that guy I, is I just... I don't think either one of them are. Right. No, I thought he was singing, but she definitely isn't. She's definitely not. I think him too, though. I think he's dubbed. I know. Scandalous. Oh, scandalous. I think it's time for a revisit. (laughs) I think so. I think so. I think we have to see if it holds up. Well, look, that might be a conspiracy that he sang in the film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they hid it. So we're going to work to uncover that. But you've got some other conspiracies you've been thinking about. Yes, I have. We were talking conspiracies and I had been on Instagram and I had seen this whole fake Melania theory conspiracy going around Mm -hmm. that there's been the fake Melania going to public events Mm -hmm. with our president, Mm -hmm. Mr. 45. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. The rumor resurfaced earlier this year at a memorial for 23 tornado victims in Alabama. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I am familiar. I I was curious as to what was the history behind this conspiracy, Mm -hmm. because I love Mm -hmm. a good conspiracy. (laughs) The theory started in 2017 with Joe Vargas, who is the owner of a CBD retailer called (laughs) Buy Legal Meds. Oh, (laughs) we know he can know. Right. He can tell. can tell. That's what the legal meds do. They wake your vision. There was an event that Melania was supposed to be attending with her husband. He retweeted a picture and he was like, guys, this isn't Melania. And it went viral Mm -hmm. and people started reposting Mm -hmm. it. And then it became a whole thing of people pointing out other times when Melania wasn't there. Right. Mm -hmm. And essentially all it is is just people doing side by sides of what we know Melania looks like. And then essentially just other white women with their hair blown out and with their (laughs) jawline is slightly more square <laughs> than Melania's. <laughs> Their lips are shaped a little different. Like yeah. hers are a bit more like pillowy. Mm. And these other ladies are like mm-hmm. duck build. I don't know. So you they, think they are fake Melania's? Yes. I kind of think it is a fake Melania, which led me to these other questions. I really was fascinated by this conspiracy because it made me think, say that this is real. How much do you hate your husband to have a fake you? Yeah. I'm not going. Send the stand in. I bet there's a lot of women that would love to have that. And Mm -hmm. how theatrical. Who would have known that Melania was into the dramatic? She has a stand in Mm -hmm. ready to go in place of her when she's not feeling well. Like that professionalism, one, she's like, I'm going to at least hold up to my duties, but I don't have time. It made me think about how much does she hate him? I really want to have a conversation (laughs) about this. Secondly, (laughs) are they paid? 
is there like a direct deposit? Is it a volunteer service? Mm. Is there a secret casting call for mm. Melania? If you're in the 5'4 to 5'6 range, Sandy <laughs> brown hair, olive complexion, I don't know, whatever, come in to be Melania. What? So, that's how they reveal the scandal. It's actually like a publicly yeah. listed audition. On Backstage.com. <laughs> <laughs> casting. Yeah. It was like on their Facebook page. Yeah. They released the sides for the audition. Yes. <laughs> Donald. Donald. That's how they found out of the the hires for one of the early campaign events. They found the ad for the extras. Oh yeah. You're right. <gasps> okay. I so have a maybe theory. maybe that's how you can find the answer. I have mm-hmm. a theory. You know how when you order something on Amazon, mm-hmm. you can get one or you can get the multi-pack? <laughs> oh, yes. I think maybe when he mail-ordered Melania, <laughs> they came as a set. Oh, and so they've always mm. been there. Yeah, like the movie Multiplicity. Yeah. There's always been like a dozen Melanias? Yeah, yeah. And, and you order her from Amazon? Yeah, Yeah, or whatever the equivalent mm. of mail-order Amazon yeah. is, where <laughs> you order brides from Russia <laughs> in the mail. In doing this research, <laughs> I uncovered articles, and Melania has been asked a lot in the media, does she love her husband her and mr 45 are the only presidential couple to have separate bedrooms since the nixons all of this was found in my conspiracy research <laughs> like no. the underwoods and house of cards <laughs> so, or my parents another thing that i thought about i was like does she watch house of cards is she like inspired by claire so she got the idea Robert. oh i don't have to be in the same room okay <laughs> <laughs> and they was like did you marry him for love or did you marry him for money and they was like well did he not marry me because i'm beautiful and I was like, oh. Right? Wow. You, girl. Mm-hmm. She's thought about that one. Yeah. Or she was coached, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that comes in the package. Maybe that's what they tell you to maybe say. Maybe the other Melania's helped her. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the reporter said, well, it's not your personality. <laughs> oh. Do you think one of the other Melania's is Melanie? Yeah. Uh, so, oh. I didn't. I thought this theory was ridiculous. Okay. And then I saw the picture of her at the memorial service, and it was just like posted by that like a local reporter. And I was like, oh, who's this woman with Donald Trump? And oh. and it was. Melania. And I'm like, that's right. not her. And that's when I joined. Because that's when I was like, when yeah. I saw that photo, I was like, that's just not. It it's looks just, like I'm, a different person. I know what Melania looks like, mm-hmm. and that's just not her. The mm-hmm. first picture that they posted back in 2017, it just looked like it maybe could have been an off day. Her allergies were acting up that day. This <laughs> she's last, a little puffy. She's just a little puffy. Yeah. She hasn't taken her Claritin. But this last one, no. Or she's like a completely different woman. Completely different. Different face. hair color. Her face is a different shape. She's a different height. She has jowls. Like, you it's know? a different for a woman. Like, you can't just put big sunglasses on someone and think that you're fooling us, yeah. Mr. 45. Yeah. Goodness yeah, I'm going to put on sunglasses and everybody's just going <laughs> to think I'm Brad Pitt. It's just like, it's not <laughs> how it works. TJ, can you post the photo that we're talking about to our Facebook? Yeah, of course. You can get us on Facebook at Funniest People I Know, and you can see the photo we're talking about. It really does look like somebody completely different. Yeah, I think they have different jaws. They're very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're also saying that it could be her bodyguard because her bodyguard kind of looks like her. That's what I read. Hashtag I need to figure out a way Melania. to infiltrate. To find out for sure. We need another special counsel. To find out who the real Melania is. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the story with Melanie? I do want to share a writer's graveyard piece with you all. Lily and I, as we've talked about, are getting married. Mm. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. Looking forward to seeing the funny people who will all mostly be at the wedding if you're in town. Oh. George can't come. Oh. Uh, You know on wedding websites where you can write the specifics of the event, 
often there's a section for our story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is often mm-hmm. this really cheesy, over-the-top version of how we met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lily and I are filling out this wedding website. She says, well, you're a writer, so why don't you write this? And I wrote one. And then she said, I don't think we should use that. (laughs) What did you write? Oh, no. She's so easygoing. (laughs) (laughs) She's very chill. So, uh, anyways, I would like, as a writer's graveyard today, since this is a real writer's graveyard, it was a draft of something that never made it anywhere. Mm. I would like to share this. She ended up rewriting the whole thing, making it... I'll just say she added a different emotion to it than mm-hmm. I did. Okay. And, the one uh, you guys have up is lovely. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This was the this is the real story. The, the first version of that. <laughs> I'm going to read this and chime in whatever you want to do. Lily waved goodbye to her roommates. Too many to count and trudged down the sagging stairwell of her fifth floor walk-up apartment in Harlem. Okay, wait, stop. Um, <laughs> why is the stairwell so, sagging? Wait, what was the first line? Wait, what? Is this is your vow you're saying to her at the... Teacher, what? how are you so confused? <laughs> I am so confused. <laughs> the explanation was only oh, 47 seconds ago. Oh, yeah, okay, this is the story of how they met. I'm so, like, got so it, got it. It's the story of how we met that I wrote that she rejected. It sounds like the beginning of a novel. Like, was that exactly. girl on the train? I feel like I'm about to read Danielle Steele. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to get real trashy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, that's a different kind of book. <laughs> she wore his fringe jacket. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so wait. Do you wait to her friends? Too many to count? Wow. Her roommate. Oh, roommate. <laughs> so that's why the stairs are sagging, because of all those <laughs> oh, it's going to be a tough thing to get through. Okay. Okay. It was a small apartment. We lived in New York. Why would it be hard to count people in a small apartment? Because <laughs> well, that would make it easier. Don't live with like <laughs> one, two, five. Bye. Bye, well, Craig. Bye. Like, like an orphanage or something where there's just like thousands of children. <laughs> she's like waving. She's like, oh, there's too many. Bye, Lily. Bye, bye. There's too many. There's too many of you. <laughs> A short walk past her favorite greasy bodega. Oh, oh God. So descriptive for a love story. Of all the things that aren't the love. There's about to be a crime. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh, past her favorite greasy bodega, the ever-changing sidewalk thrift store, and El Mundo. A random imported furniture store that always appeared to be a front for something illicit. (laughs) She swiped her Metro card and passed through the corroding metal turnstile. Wow. (laughs) This sounds really dark. (laughs) Why they don't use this in New York commercials, I don't know. The one train was late again. Typical. Oh my god. Typical! <laughs> now there's commentary in the love story. I can't. Oh god. It's not a great day for her. <laughs> she barely made it out of that apartment alive. Almost attacked by the bodega. Now the train's late. The stairs are sagging. <laughs> She patted herself on the back for leaving early. Oh. Lily switched to the express train at 96th Street because she was clever. 
<laughs> and stepped aboard the suffocating subway car. Oh. <laughs> During the short ride to Columbus Circle, she was only accosted for money <laughs> twice. Oh. Less than usual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first chapter. <laughs> exactly. Oh, The wow. air was cool and crisp as she sauntered through the glass doors and into the lobby of the Lincoln Center Film Society where she worked. It was Saturday. And that meant birthday parties. Oh, what? Why is she sauntering <laughs> into a birthday party? Why does Saturday mean birthdays? Soon, a small horde of screaming rich kids would be parading through the lobby, <laughs> cracked out of their minds Too on sugar. <laughs> they would be entertained by a band of desperate theater actors pretending to make a living in comedy. <laughs> yes. Employment was grand, she thought, as the first elderly patron shuffled through the door, inquiring as to the kosher options available at the popcorn stand. Has what? she met you yet? No. <laughs> no wonder her world is so sagging and dark. <laughs> this is me. Will was running late. Oh. He was always running late, because everything takes forever in New York City. Mm-hmm. He caught the Jersey Transit train from New Jersey at Bloomfield Avenue and rode the rickety subway up to Lincoln Center. Given the transit cost, it was hardly worth traveling into the city for a measly 60 bucks. But he was a paid improviser, and that was worth something. No one needs these transportation details in your wedding story. None of them. The company he worked for, a company that gave entitled children the opportunity to become film stars. Will's job was to play the butler, greet the guests, and keep the children entertained while the editor tried to make the footage bearable. Oh. Will uh, shivered in his coattails as the oppressive cold winter wind blew down the Hudson River. Uh-huh. Growing up in Florida, his blood was never uh, quite sick enough to endure mm, New York City. That makes that's sense. Thin Florida blood. Yep. Dressed in a tuxedo and a blue wig for no reason, and a nearly genuine smile, he greeted the first guests upon their arrival. The two small children cackled with delight as he bowed deeply and pretended they were celebrities. Turning around to escort them in and escape the oppressive cold, he saw her for the very first time. Is this Lily? No, it's Madonna. (laughs) The story takes a twist. Her smile made the the cold gray streets of New York City feel like summer. Her cheery disposition that made the darkest, most humiliating children's party gig feel worthwhile. He'd give anything to see her smile. Caught in a moment of stunned silence, Will flipped the funny switch and pulled out all the comedy chops he'd been cultivating since that first laugh on stage as a ten-year-old. Oh, wow. Lucky all the employer that Lily was there, otherwise he's just going to phone it in again. <laughs> More children arrived with their parents, and a crowd began to form on the sidewalk. They were loving it. Will was struck with Love's Arrow the first time he made her laugh. The kids could run in front of a bus as far as he was concerned. Whoa! <laughs> the minute it's nice, it's like... Gah, gah, gah. Right. <laughs> this show was for an audience of one. Did that she you? change her mind <laughs> after reading this? <laughs> Lily stood outside in the icy wind as the, ch- <laughs> as the children started to arrive for the birthday party. The actor playing the butler arrived and began doing his shtick. Is there just a time jump? Did we go back again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, now it's from Lily's perspective. Okay. This is like a Tarantino so film. Perspective? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, everyone's in third person. You're talking about Will this and Lily. This is the love okay. story that doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. it's a little long. It's a little long. <laughs> it's almost tomorrow. <laughs> 
She'd seen this show a thousand times, and as usual, planned to smile along and maintain the great customer service she was known for. Lily made quick eye contact with the butler and felt a flash of intrigue. For the first time, she tuned in and listened as the boy teased a cackling seven-year-old for being early to the party and forgetting his wife. Despite herself, she began to laugh. He was really putting it on, and she couldn't help but crack up at this ridiculous man with blue hair prancing around and bringing joy to the children. The bit ended, and the stage manager came to inform the butler that it was time to move inside. I'm killing it today, Will thought with a smile. That way, and Will's head. So many perspectives. So many perspectives. They're supporting characters. He was alone on the street in front of the theater with a beautiful woman. For the first time in his life, he was at a loss for words. The awkward little stage manager popped his tiny head out of the door. Great job, Will. Time for part two. He reminded. Will knew deep in his soul that it was now or never. Hold it right there. I need a minute. The stage manager shrugged abashedly. Okay. Will stepped out into the frosty, polluted air. <laughs> hey,、oh、my. my name is Will. Lily, I'd really love to take you out sometime. Here's my card. Wow, that's really、oh, quick. <laughs> oh my God, this actor is asking me on a date. She mused. He's cute and funny, and his card has a photo in case I forget what he looks like. Three weeks later, the couple had dinner, visited the Strand, and saw a film called A Monk with a Camera. Oh. <laughs> Nearly five years later, they're head over heels in love, and so grateful to their friends and family for being here to celebrate their marriage. And they got fast. <laughs> right, like yeah. finally, she, he, he hands her a business card, and then two sentences later, they're getting married. I don't know anything about the train they took to the movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what outfits were the people serving the popcorn wearing? I think it's so beautiful. The love clearly is there, but I can definitely tell you are a writer because. For a second there, I felt like I was listening to the inside of the jacket of a novel, and like、yeah. I was getting、yeah. the setup for the novel of Will and、mm-hmm. Lily and the love, and yeah, I feel like that last chunk, like we could have just got there so much sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for listening. This, of course, was rejected. Lily rewrote it and did a wonderful job.、Uh, so we're going to bury this one six feet under and、uh, move on to the next. Oh,、segment. I think that should be read at the survey. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. I, yeah. TJ will be asking questions again. <laughs> Excuse me, m- m- sir. Excuse me. <laughs> Is this story about the two people getting married now? <laughs> to TJ's defense, there、Thank、were a、you. lot of characters that、yeah. were introduced throughout the right. Yeah, there, there was, was a stage manager. There were children and too many roommates to count. Boy, goodbye to yeah. A huge cast or special <laughs> effects of, of a bus accident. That was a hint of magical realism. It was beautiful. Many locations. Yeah. Well, thank you. You guys were a wonderful audience. I didn't realize it would be so hard to get through.、Uh, <laughs> Imagine how hard it was for Lily to read. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? What roommates? Speaking of hard to get through, yeah, we watched a movie called The Mannequin <laughs> at、um, movie night. Yeah, yay yeah. movie night! Woo, our first movie night. It was inaugural. Yeah, and despite how much fun we had for the movie night, we watched a film that was、yeah. tough to get through. Yeah. If by, if by tough you mean a delight, <laughs> I, I was like, I was. 
was relishing in the nostalgia so, of yeah, it all. So I was the one who introduced this movie to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else had seen it because it came out before all of you were born. Yet was my favorite movie as a kid. So oh. guess who's the oldest person in the room? <laughs> uh, for anybody listening who hasn't seen it, The Mannequin came out in 87. It stars Kim Cattrall in her 20s mm-hmm. and James Spader, Estelle mm-hmm. Gelly. Andrew McCartney. Andrew McCartney, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, Mishesh Taylor from Designing Women. Mm-hmm. And Kim Cattrall plays a woman who was an ancient Egyptian blonde mm-hmm. <laughs> who was supposed to marry a man and she prayed to the gods that she didn't have to and she vanished and she re-shows up again in the 80s when a man sculpts a mannequin that looks just like her. Yeah. And then he gets a job at a department store in Philadelphia because he sees her in the store window. And through that job, he finds out that every time they're in the room alone together, she comes to life and they form a romance. It's a wonderful romantic comedy. It's uncomfortably sexual. (laughs) First of all, she's older than him, but sort of... By thousands of years. And it's so uncomfortable the way they lay on each other. And then when someone shows up, she freezes and they're still halfway in the middle of coitus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frozen with her legs splayed around Mr. Yes, Michael J. Fox with the DeLorean. Uh, it's uh, weird. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. No one had the appropriate reaction, though, I think, that this guy is with a, a mannequin in an appropriate way. Like, not as That's much the as thing that you be. guys definitely pointed out that I had never realized yeah. in all the years I watched this movie was that no. No one was like, you're doing what with who? Until the very end, and yeah. his ex was like, what yeah. are you doing, Jonathan? Why are you riding on this motorcycle with a mannequin? Yeah. <laughs> like his ex was the only one who was okay with it, but she was like, yeah. oh, she's just having problems because she's the ex. Right, yeah. and then they literally had the nerve to make her jealous of this <laughs> mannequin, which... She was. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you be? If it was Kim Cattrall, of course. Like, if your man left you, and you saw him tomorrow riding around town with a mannequin that looked like I don't know, Solange, would you like (laughs) be like, well, what are you doing leaving me for a mannequin? Or would you be like, oh, well, you know, she's cute. (laughs) That's probably the former. Also, I think, obviously, Kim Cattrall is a beautiful woman, but Kim Cattrall in mannequin form is not more beautiful than the other mannequins in the store. No, no. Yeah. And does it even really look like Kim Cattrall that much? No. Kind of like, not really. How like a Star Wars figure kind of mm-hmm. looks like that actor. In fact, the only yeah. thing that matches between the mannequin and Kim Cattrall is the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. that, it's a bad low-rent version of her hair <laughs> stuck on a mannequin. Yeah. Kim Cattrall wig. First of all, watching it, all I could see was Samantha, but mm-hmm. not as clever mm-hmm. or as witty as mm-hmm. Samantha. Yeah, Sex yeah. in the City. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sex in the City, probably Kim Cattrall's most famous character. Yeah. You could see the early signs of the... Mm-hmm. The sass. Yeah. 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 She's very sexy, of course. I think this was some director who had a weird childhood perversion towards mannequins mm-hmm. that then decided, let's write a screenplay about it. <laughs> I yeah. think it's way better than a perversion screenplay. It reveals the dark underbelly of the department store oh, world. Yeah. Where there's wars between these two department stores. It's all about who has the better shop window. Did you know that? Well, Do you know how important a shop window yeah. was? Well, you guys kept saying, why do they care about the shop windows? But in New York City, 
Mm-hmm. People do make an afternoon of seeing what Macy's puts in the shop right. windows. Now it might be less of a thing. It's mostly around the holidays. In the yeah. 80s, that might have been more of a there, thing uh, than now. There were crowds there, like the Beatles were playing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It was like it wasn't that nice. I mean, they were just they were fine. They were perfectly fine. The outfits yeah. weren't even. It's not like they were wearing Prada or something. No, no. Was, like no, it was about what they were doing. One of them were they playing rack. They were playing uh, badminton in mm. one of them. And the tennis yeah. rackets were moving. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a tennis ball, too. Didn't they set up a bus in one scenario? That was the funniest <laughs> that, moment. That was the best. Because oh, it was like, yeah. we don't have enough time to deal with this problem, but then 30 seconds later... They built a bus. <laughs> they were like, we don't have time to dress the mannequin. They had this yeah. brilliant idea that we're going to have to dress the mannequin, and then there was an entire bus model. It's like, wait, wait, wait would you have the time for that? Oh, Who paper macheed that? <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, you were not going to give it an A? You do not think it holds up from No, 87? I give it a D-, minus, and here's why. Oh, wow. It would be an F, but I will say James Spader as a young man is just yeah. as charming as he later became yeah. in, in life. I'm glad I saw it, but in a way that it reminded me of watching The Room, <laughs> which I made y'all watch afterwards, yes. just to convince myself that this is just one step above The Room, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's no, okay. so that's, it definitely was. That's the biggest insult, right, was afterwards. You're like, you, this reminds me of the historically yeah. worst movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was that Yeah, bad. TJ, where did you land room. on it? I think Sophia from Golden Girls is a whole nother level for me. So, oh, right. Yeah. She plays the department she, store owner. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was the 80s. Am I supposed to give it a grade? No, or? just look at your opinion. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares what your grade um, is. Fair? Fair. Oh, fair. <laughs> That's a C. Yeah, That's a C. Yeah. Well, Alex and I liked it, and we're the ones who matter. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> if I gave it yeah. a grade, can I give it a C minus? I guess you could. (laughs) This is why. Andrew McCartney is my charm, and he was the saving grace of the film. But there were a lot of slurs throughout the movie. They had the homophobic slurs throughout the movie that Mm. was just catching me off guard. I was like, what? I think I was too woke for this film. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my issue. I'm too woke to revisit a film from the 80s. That was one of the things. It's like Hollywood, the character that Michelle Taylor plays... People who'd watched it that I knew for years thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The three of you were so uncomfortable when he was on screen. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I'm so Please get off of this. Oh, screen. he was the guy that the girlfriend. He was like the flamboyant, flaming mm-hmm. queen. It just seems so out of place because Titus in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is a similar character. I think what was the issue with that character is that it felt like it was a character in a different movie. Mm-hmm. The tone was so different, mm. right? It was Where very different. Kimmy Schmidt is over the top anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't think it was as much the fact that it was this uh, over-the-top homosexual character as that it was, what level of acting is this? He was more like a vaudevillian circus performer. Mm-hmm. They tried too hard. It was mm-hmm. like, it was too much going on. They had this vaudevillian thing over here, but then you have Kim Cattrall doing the sexy thing, mm-hmm. but then you have Andrew McCartney giving you charming I like your Tom Hanks but like young like because there was parts of it they gave me what's that movie big uh, which I think is better storytelling wise totally I, agree I have to revisit it but if I do remember correctly I like storytelling wise it probably does hold up a little bit better oh much better but it still had that kind of campy like 80s feeling of like look at me everything was over the top and cheesy in the 80s yeah, yeah. very true one of the other things that was kill me, and I never thought of this until we were watching it, is when we saw how many times people were just fired unceremoniously mm-hmm. in public, and we were yes. all just like so uncomfortable. It's like, 
that's, oh that's not okay. That's not how you fire people. You right. need more cause. You should have filled out a form. Yeah. There was a lot of HR violations. That yes. you, I, I guess I was too yeah. woke in the HR world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, you're not going to make it through this unemployment hearing, Estelle mm-hmm. Getty. <laughs> no, no, no. That does it for this episode of The Funniest People I Know. We broadcast on Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. on the Georgia Radio Reading Service, and the podcast is available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can ask Alexa to play The Funniest People I Know. Please, folks, help us spread the word, rate, review, and subscribe. Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Funniest People I Know, or email funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Have yourselves a hilarious week. <laughs>